come on, just close your eyes for a moment and sit in his presence. Even me, Lord. Even me, Lord. Thank you, God. Even me. Let some drops now fall. Hey, glory. Hey, glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Mm. Thank you, God. Mm. Let some drops now fall. God, we thank you this day for your presence in this place, for your anointing and for your love. Have your way. Speak to us in ways that only you can and grant that we hear you. In the name of Jesus, who is the Christ, we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Good morning. If you have your Bibles, open them up with me to Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5, we're going to begin reading at verse 43. Matthew chapter 5, verse 43. I have the New King James Version in front of me, but whatever translation you have, if you're able, you can stand. If you're not, don't feel bad. Amen. We'll stand for the reading of the word, beginning at verse 43. Amen. Here's what it says, Matthew 5. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you that you may be sons and daughters of your Father in heaven, for he makes his sun to, shine, to rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward have you? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet your brethren only, what do you do more than others? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? Therefore, you shall be perfect, just as your Father in heaven is perfect. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. I want to talk again about the love factor. This is part three of the love factor. Some of you might remember back in 1975, some of you youngsters in here remember it all too well, there was a song sung and peaked the charts by Minnie Ripperton. Loving you is easy cause you're beautiful. Making love with you is all I want to do. Loving you is more than just a dream 
forgive me this is still church listen <laughs> it's funny but you know it and there's something else in the song that is true it is it's easy to love beauty it's easy to love good-looking folk it's easy to love folk when things are going well it's easy to love folk that look like you want to look like me want to be with them I was watching with my children the other day. They, my girls came home, my son came home, wife sitting there with me, and we're watching Luke Cage. Man, big bronze brother, power man. And my daughter told me how cute he was. And then my wife trying to make me feel better, talking about, but you look better. I said, you liar. Uh, boy, I said, I hope the Lord don't come get you right now. And then they got to a part, though, this is real good, though. They got to a part, and they looked up, and they said, ooh, his feet are ugly. So I said, ooh, I'm so happy right now. I just feel better. And they said, why are you happy? I said, at least something wrong with him. It's easy to love beauty. We like beauty, we like it, whether it's male people. We like, we like good-looking people, we like to be around good-looking people. We like people that like us. It's always harder to love the unlovable. It's hard to love ugly. See, ugly gets hard. It's hard to love those unique people in your life. Because there's some people in your life and in your family, on your job, that even the Lord's help has not helped you quite enough. This text talks about loving ugly, loving uniquely, and even loving ubiquitously. If this text is talking about loving even the unlovable. It says you don't get a choice in selective love. You don't get to pick and choose. Let me love those that look good. Let me love those that I like. And I will dislike those who disagree with me, whose opinions are not a part of my universe. This text says Jesus requires us to step up our game. As a matter of fact, this text reminds us that God wants us to become mature. If you read the very last few verses of the text and you read it in the Good News Version, the text, actually in the Message Bible, the text says, grow up. That's what it says. Grow up. You need to become spiritually mature. It says it's time out. Let me see if I can just put it to you this way. 
verse 48 says this. In a word, what I'm saying is grow up your kingdom subjects. Now live like it. Oh, man. Jesus telling us to grow up. Sometimes we are so immature in our faith, we don't know how to walk it, talk it, live it. We don't know how to act it. We don't know how to be what God wants us to be. But there are three things that arrest me in this text today that I want to lift for you. Number one, Jesus is trying to shift them from outwardness to an embodiment principle. From outwardness to an embodiment principle. What is that, Reverend? Well, let me see if I can work with you for a moment. What he wants to shift him from is the minimal lifestyle where you're doing just enough where everybody thinks you're okay to living a maximized lifestyle. He says, look, it's not good enough to say you're good. It's now time to actually be good. And if one were to read the entire fifth chapter and understand the beatitudes or the blessed attitudes that are listed there, in each case, he tells them, look, it's time to shift away from what your appearances are and how you want to look in front of other people. And he says, stop being superficial in your religiosity. Stop being superficial in your relationships. Stop being superficial in what you give to God. Let it actually be something you embody. Embody your faith. You are your faith. You are the best representative of Christ in the earth realm. No, you cannot love like God wants you to love independent of God because the love that you give is dependent on the fact you've been given love. And since you've been loved even at your worst, God wants you to also extend love to people at their best and at their worst. Since you got grace, you ought to give grace. Since you've been granted mercy, you ought to grant mercy. Since you've been granted kindness, you ought to grant kindness. Since you've been granted favor, you ought to grant favor. And anybody in here who thinks that you made it on the merit system and the merit system got you in country and the merit system will get you a visa and the merit system will allow you to get a job, you need to understand something. Everybody else that got in before you didn't come in on no merit system and there is no real merit system because everybody gets a blessing either you're on the line or below the line and the only way to get up to the line is somebody picks you up and if you're on the line and your daddy gives you a big grant and a loan and puts money in your name and you can go buy property doesn't mean you merited it it meant you were born with a silver spoon in your mouth and you just happen to use it well. You cannot get to the place where you think you merited anything. You ain't nothing. All of our righteousness is no more than filthy rags. All of us are death eligible and all have sin that come short of the glory of God. What I need to know is I haven't merited it. God's been good to me. Your grace and mercy brought me through. I suppose to become the embodiment principle, 
I need to live it every day. I don't know if it was Waka Flocka or... Who was? Walk it like I talk it. I walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Uh, okay. Let me help you here. You know young folk like real. And they, they gravitate to real. And some of us lose young folk because we are fake. Because see, if you try to act like you more than you are and they get to peep your whole card. Okay. If you're just real, own your stuff. Say, God's still working on me. And the same God that's working on me is willing to work on you. I'm not what I want to be, but you should have seen me before he got a hold of me. Thank God I'm not what I used to be. There have been some changes. If it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, I don't know where I would be. I am the embodiment of a forgiving, loving, gracious, generous God, and I extend that generosity to you. Okay. I, uh, uh, so instead of just an outward show, I need to get the embodiment principle, and if I read closely the text, the text tells me that I need to understand that I don't get the right to go eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth. When you do eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth, one fella said, everybody be blind and snag a tooth. Reverend, what's this embodiment thing all about? Well, let, let me give you some embodiment principle fact here. He says, um, they hit you, you don't hit back at all. Say what you want. Michelle Obama was right. When they go low, we go high. I know that's not the way of the world, but it's the way of the believer. Because see, at some point, you can't allow darkness to make you dark. You can't allow wickedness to make you wicked. You can't let evil make you evil. You can't let meanness make you mean. You can't let fighting make you a fighter. At some point, you've got to be better. Yeah. Here's what he says. He says, matter of fact, uh, if they hit you, don't hit back at all. If, they, if someone strikes you, stand there and take it. If they drag you, go on, let them drag you. Now, okay, Jesus.
I want you to understand, I've told my children this so I don't feel guilty about saying it again. I tried to live this all my life. I've been, I've been saved since I was a boy, so I've been trying to live this all my life. And so I had, I had only read part of the principle. I hadn't got it all because I got that turn the other cheek thing. So I had that down pat. You know, they hit you on your right side, give them your left, you know, hit you on one cheek, hit them the other. Okay, I had got that down. Didn't get it all, got that part down. I'm walking down the hallway, and this guy kicks me on my right cheek. Okay, Lord, I got this. I'm gonna keep walking. Then he kicked me on my left cheek. I said, Lord, haven't I done my due diligence? I don't want to tell you what happened next. It did involve a suspension, though. But it <laughs> let, me, let me help you. Living, here's my point, living as an embodiment of Christian principles will mean that you have to give up some stuff to do it. Okay. For those of you who are still dealing with the cussing demon you've been trying to, uh, to get out of your spirit. Okay, here. It'll mean that there are going to be sometimes you're going to go home frustrated because you couldn't say what you thought needed to be said. There are going to be sometimes when your Bernie Mac rule ain't going to work. Those of you that don't know Bernie Mac, he was a comedian, went home to be with the Lord. Whenever somebody acted too bad, Bernie would say, I got to cut you. It's the rule. <laughs> to live it as an embodiment means that I have to sacrifice something within me so that I will allow God to get in front of my humanity. Because my human response doesn't line up with the divine response that God wants me to have. Yeah. So there may be some different tones to the email you sent on Monday. When you really live your faith. There may be another way to get at the same issue. When you really live your faith every day. Because your faith is not what you do on Sunday. It's how you live your life the whole week. Okay, number two, number two, and I'm going to hurry up. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get out of here. Number two, it's orthodox versus extraordinary presence. Orthodox versus being an extraordinary presence. Now, Jesus lifts up something that's really interesting. Because what Jesus says is, you have heard, which means you know the Old Testament. This is one of the few places in which he actually raises scripture up and then gives his own hermeneutic or interprets it his own way and shares then not only what it said, but what God is calling for and projecting into a new future. So he's saying that this is what people did. This is what I'm calling for as a part of the new way of existing. So he says here, you're familiar with the old written law. So he's calling back the old past. He said, you're familiar with the scriptures. Love your friend. And then the other part is, hate your enemy. He says, but, and this is the, the message Bible does this way, but I'm challenging you, challenging that. 
I'm telling you, love your enemies. Let them bring out the best in you, not the worst. <sighs> Look at somebody and say, neighbor, the Lord's got some work to do on me. Because there's some folk I need to love that need God's help. Don't let them bring out the worst in you. Look at somebody, tell them you're better than that. Okay, I got to read the second part of this, part, this verse because it's going to bless somebody's socks right here. See, orthodox is, it says, these are the principles that the Jewish people were functioning by. Many of them, Levitical laws, Levitical guidelines, the Talmud, they, they were falling by this. So these, these are the orthodox practices. This is the practice. This is what we do. And what Jesus is saying is, I'm challenging your orthodox practice as being the minimum and not the maximum. I'm telling you that this is the floor, not the ceiling. Because you can be better than this. Let me help you. I'm going to walk over this side talk to y'all folk over here. I'm challenging you that you can love better than you loved last year. You can do better. You can be kinder. Okay, let me, let me, let me see. What Here's what it says. When someone gives you a hard time, respond with the energies of prayer for them. You are working out your true selves, your God created selves. Whew. Now this is a preacher right here in a hailstorm with lightning. When folk are getting on your nerves, you really want to get back at them? Start praying. See, that goes contrary to your regular mind. Your regular mind is to try to figure out how to hurt them. But what God says is, you start praying for them. You turn your energy into prayer. You start believing God for them. I've come to understand that some of the meanest people in the world are only mean because they've been hurt. And hurt people hurt people. And if they could get over their hurt, they would be the most helpful people. Sometimes the folk you hating on are the ones that are going through the most hell. And instead of you adding to their life, you ought to go ahead and start praying for their life. That God will move whatever it is that is causing them so much pain. Uh, what, what, what God's calling you to do is to be an extraordinary presence wherever you go. Okay, look at the person next to say, neighbor, God's calling you to be light in darkness. I close with this. I'm all done. I'm, I'm done for the day. I'm done. This is it. Last point. Going on home. Same text. Ain't left it nowhere. Staying right with it. Going home with it. Right here. Here you go. Here you go. Come on. Okay. He says, I'm reading verse 47 and 48 from the New King James Version. Same chapter 5. And if you greet your brethren only, what do you do more than others? So when you dap up everybody you love, everybody know what I mean when I say dap up? Ain't nobody got no handshakes like us. You, you could be in, 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 in East China and you see, 
Poop. He said, he said, look. He said, you haven't done anything special, Greek folk you, you love. He said, but when you do and bless people that are not your brethren, he says, do not even the tax collectors do that. So here it is. Every rapper you ever seen will be clapping and hacking. What up, yo? Much love. They got all kind of little finger waves. Listen, everybody does that. He said, but I'm going to know you who you are because you're going to love folk that you don't want to shake their hand. You're going to love folk that are downright wicked. And you'll pray for folk that you don't even think you want to be close to. Listen to what he says. I love the way he puts this. He says, therefore, you shall be perfect. Hold up. Wait a minute. <laughs> Too many imperfect people up in here. He said, no, you shall be perfect just as your father in heaven is perfect. The Greek word here is telos. And the same word is used in Romans 3 when it says that for Christ is the telos, the end of the law, the perfected end of it. What the text actually suggests in your perfection is this. It suggests that what you are going to do is that you're going to become the living personification of Christ's finished work at Calvary. Okay, let me put it this way. It is, am I going to be okay versus being excellence personified? <sighs> let me help you right here. What I need to do is I need to be more like Jesus. And in being more like Jesus, the Jesus in me ought to be able to love the unlovable. The Jesus in me ought to be able to go out into the hedges and highways and compel men, women, boys, and girls, regardless of what they look like, to come unto him, all that labor and are heavy laden. I ought to be the embodiment of Christ every day. That's why the Message Bible says, I need to grow up. He says, because when you grow up, you will live generously and graciously towards others the way God lives towards you. He says, when you grow up, when you mature, Sure, you will give out the way God has given out. You'll live your life sacrificially, and that will be because Jesus has died for you. Okay. I go to my seat. You got to understand something. Ephesians 5 and 1 says, you've been called to do something. You've been called to be imitators of God. You can't imitate God if all you want to do is walk around with hate. You can't imitate God if all you want to do is fight everybody. To imitate God is to live like God lives and to love like God loves. And just in case you don't know it, as a little child, you learned the song because you started singing from a child, yes, Jesus loves me. 
Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me, for the Bible tells me so. And what I need to realize is that when I woke up this morning, it was because of God's love. When I went to bed last night and slept and could not understand the outside world, it's because of God's love. As God blessed me to get here this morning in my vehicle, it's because of God's love. All of God's love has been extended towards you. You're not here on your own. It has been the love of God that has blessed you. Anybody in here that's ever been sick and got healed, it was the love on Calvary that healed you. Anybody ever been down and got picked up, it was the love on Calvary that picked you up. Love lifted me when nothing else could help. Love lifted me. And I know Shaka Khan had it right. Can't nobody love me better. Make me happy. Make me feel this way. Can't nobody love me better than you. It's God's love. God's love loves me. It's the love factor. It's all about God. Come on, bless his name. 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah. Every head bowed as you stand on your feet. Maybe there's one who come. Give your heart to God. Your hand to the man.